of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is Austin Carr from your Cleveland Cavaliers, and you're listening to Kenny and JT on News Talk 1480 WHBC. Big game in town tonight. You can hear it right here on WHBC. It is the Cavaliers playing host to LeBron James. Tip-off. Uh, Brian, what time is tip-off tonight uh, for the game? Is that a 7.30 tip-off? All right. 7.30 tip-off, and uh, it is a nationally televised game as well. So I believe that means our next guests actually get to go and don't have to work. They can sit there and watch the game if they want to. Let's bring in the TV voice of your Cleveland Cavaliers, John Michael. How are you, J. Mike? I'm great, guys. Good afternoon. So is it indeed a night off for you guys? It is. It is. I'm going with my nine-year-old and my six-year-old, and we're just going to be fans tonight. Nice. All right, so you get to go as a, a fan, a family member, take everybody, have a good time, and to, to see my old buddy LeBron James and the Lakers coming to town to take on uh, the Cavaliers. What was it like in L.A. the first time they played them when they beat the Lakers, 114-100, J. Mike? Well, the Cavaliers rallied in the second half, and I mean, that was the very start of the season. That was an early trip for the Cavs out to the West Coast, and if you recall, L.A. really struggled coming out of the gate, trying to figure roles out. They have nearly a completely new supporting cast. I mean, that's been the norm for the Lakers over the last couple of seasons, and this one certainly took a while to gel. So it was a team that was out of sorts. Unfortunately, this time around, L.A. has started to find their footing, and Anthony Davis has been phenomenal. I mean, it, reportedly, this is the healthiest he's felt in a couple of years as he's been battling the injury bug. Uh, but, you know, this is a throwback, Anthony Davis. He's coming off of a game two nights ago, which went for 55 points of 17 rebounds against Washington. So he's cooking, LeBron's cooking. Their supporting cast is still a little bit uneven. You know, they've got a lot of young players playing big roles right now. Uh, Russell Westbrook's coming off the bench. If you ask me, by the way, guys, that's the biggest part of this working, is that Westbrook has seemed to finally accept his role as coming off the bench. He had 15 assists in that game two nights ago, and it just gives you an idea that he's, you know, becoming accustomed to not only coming off the bench, but distributing the basketball, not shooting a ton, I think, which is helping this team at this stage of Russell's career. So they're starting to figure some things out. Without question, they're playing their best basketball not only this season, but maybe stretching back to last season as well. Uh, and, you know, it should be a fun one here tonight. Jay, Mike, the other night at the Knicks, they shot 35%. Worst shooting night of the year so far. But the defense, and especially going back from that five-game losing streak, they've really stepped it up. What's the key to this defense, especially without Jared Allen? The defense has been a lot better. And it, and you're right, JT, that without Jared, that that's a big deal for them to make that shift. Because, you know, previously – they hadn't been great with him in there. And, and, you know, to be honest, Allen's the most important piece defensively. He is. You know, and that it, it just makes everything else work. His presence in that paint, allowing Evan Mobley to play the four, which gives him a little more freedom. He's obviously versatile, great footwork for a seven-footer. That gives him, you know, the ability to, to go out and contest more shots, having Jared in there 
as Mobley's role changes uh, without having Allen in the ball game. But, you know, they've been good. They've been taking the challenge defensively. Hopefully Jared Allen's set the comeback fairly soon for this team. And, and when he does, uh, you know, it's going to be a good thing. So defensively, I think it's been great. Obviously, that game in New York was, you know, one you ball up and, and throw it in the garbage mm. and, and hopefully never have to worry about it again. That game, by the way, featured 13 traveling calls which was the most in a single game ever since March of 2007. Jay, Mike, what, what is up with Trout? I mean, I know they're trying to make it an emphasis, but come on. Yeah, we had the pleasure of calling that loveliness. <laughs> <laughs> there were 13 travels. So, yeah, it was a little different. And, and, you know, when you see it is a point of emphasis, and when you see these points of emphasis, typically the way it works is that you'll see this called a lot early in the season, and then it'll taper down once teams become accustomed to it and get used to it. We didn't exactly see that as much. We saw it some during the preseason, and now we see it out of some crews, but not necessarily out of other crews. I think my guess is that's something that the league's going to take a look at and probably tell that particular crew to tone oh. it down. That might have been a little too much there the other night. We'll see, though, how this shakes out. That's certainly something players are going to have to become accustomed to as this season progresses. John Michael, our guest, TV voice of your Cavaliers. You'll have the night off, TNT, with the call tonight. Uh, Jay, Mike, do you know for sure, even though you're not working tonight, is uh, J.A., Jared Allen, out for sure tonight, or is he a game-time decision? Well, what's the latest on that? Well, yeah, there hasn't been any official word by the Cavs. You know, we'll see when it comes time tonight. But he has been – and we know he's been getting closer. Uh, he's been itching to get back in there. He suffered a nasty back contusion when he fell over the top of Giannis Adetokounmpo. Uh, in Milwaukee a handful of games ago, but he, he's been itching to get back. And while we haven't heard from the Cavs, we'll find out here tonight. All right, we'll wait and see uh, if he's available tonight because they could surely use him against Anthony Davis mm. uh, and LeBron as well. Jay, Mike, what's been the the most surprising thing so far through this fifteen and nine start for you watching this Cavaliers team? Yeah, for me, Kenny, it's that you know I don't think they've been close to playing their best basketball right now. You know, and we're still seeing games like we saw in New York, and we're seeing signs of this team still learning and having at times what looks like a steep learning curve, and they're in third place in the East. You know, I mean, I, you you take that all into consideration. Typically a team that's trying to learn to, you know, to get accustomed to a big-time superstar headliner-type player, they can take more time to get adjusted. And a team that looks so out of sorts at times to have such a strong record this early – I think it's a really good sign. You know, you look at that 8-1 and one start for this team, that eight-game winning streak, three of those eight wins were in overtime. You know, and you say to yourself, fantastic. You know, the Cavs right now are 4-0 and in overtime, which, again, is a good sign. It means good things. But to me, the fact that they claimed all those victories and have the record that they do right now is great. When they still have a lot more learning to do, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. And that, to me, that plays out in the ball movement department, Ken. You know, I, it's, this season, it's pretty telling when you pick up a box score and you look at that assist total, you know, and especially assists for field goals in the ball game. That tells you a lot. You know, when the ball's moving, you're seeing balance scoring. When it's not moving, you also can look at the uh, box score and a lot of times see guard-heavy shots. Allen and Mobley not getting as many shots. Now, again, this has been affected by Jared Allen being out the last couple of games. But when they're balanced, when they're moving that ball better, when they're getting their big men involved and getting them shots and feeding the post and getting easier buckets in the paint, they're playing a lot better brand of basketball, particularly on that offensive end of the floor.
for me, being able to watch Donovan Mitchell on a nightly basis is something spectacular. And it would be easy to look at this backcourt and say, okay, every night they get a little bit better because we know Garland missed days because of the eye injury. I want to ask you a question, though, and now we're seeing a little bit of Lamar Stevens, and we know Dean Wade's out, unfortunately. Do you expect any progression in Isaac Okoro? And if so, how and when will we see it? Well, yeah, I think everybody's, you know, asking that question, even Isaac. You know, Isaac had a good second half of the season last year offensively when from three-point range after the All-Star break, gosh, had better than 40%. You know, a lot of people forget that, that he was coming on. And over the summer, people were thinking, you know, this is going to be a guy who can capably hit corner threes when he gets the ball in that spot. And, you know, he'll be the first one to tell you it's been a rocky start offensively for him. You know, and defensively, he's still trying to do his thing, but, you know, it affects your game. It really does. And I think the guys are hoping that, you know, he's going to be able to break out of this. He's moved to the bench. Uh, I like the move to put, you know, a more defensive guy, not more defensive than Isaac, but a more defensive-like player in Stevens into that lineup and the move to bring Karis LeVert off that bench. I think that's one that's paid dividends for the Cavs, having Stevens as a starter and LeVert uh, coming in as more of a sixth man. But in terms of Isaac, I think they're waiting. And believe me when I tell you, the young man's working. Believe me when I tell you, he hears it. He knows it, right? I mean, he's the one experiencing it. So uh, he's doing everything he can to try to fight out of this thing, takes a load of shots uh, every time we see him in practice. And he's such a good kid. You just He's so easy to root for. Uh, you just hope that he can snap out of this and make more of an impact on the offensive end because the Cavs are going to need him. You know, as this season progresses, we know – how this plays out, there's going to be injuries. They're going to need him on the floor at times for defensive spots. And, you know, if you're playing defense, you got to score, you know, times too. Uh, so, again, you cross your fingers and hope the young man uh, can just battle through this. One of my concerns so far for this team in watching the games, Jay, Mike, and, uh, and we'll get to how much fun you're having with the, the different analysts calling the games with you, okay, is physicality and especially we saw it in the third quarter against Milwaukee. That's an NBA championship team. They showed you how uh, NBA championship teams play defense when they want to, right? And I've seen other teams push the Cavaliers around a little bit this year uh, as well. And and that, to me, is still an area of concern. Uh, Am I off base on that? Am I not seeing every game and watching it closely enough to say, no, uh, the the physicality doesn't bother them? Or do you think it's still something that does where they're more of a finesse team than uh, the physical team? Well, I think, well, let me tell you this. That is something that is really high on the coaching staff's list of stress points every night. You need to be the most physical team on the floor. I think the level of satisfaction for the most part, Ken, has been good with that level of physicality. However, in spots like that Milwaukee game, and they're easy games to point to, you know, and the Milwaukee one is the one I think that stands out, where after the game, J.B. will say, yeah, we just got out physical. That's a team that knows how to win. Just what you said, I mean, that's what he echoed during the the post-game comment. That's a team that knows how to win. We need to be more physical in those spots. Not having Jared Allen in the ballgame, not having Jared Allen available hurts this team. We've had some players out of the lineup who were, you know, more the bigger, more physical players. But, yeah, do I think that's something that that needs to go around and something that needs to be there if this team's going to step up? Not only I do, but the coaching staff does. The coaching staff stresses it. That's the big reason why, in part, I like a player out there like Lamar Stevens. Isaac Okoro falls into that category, too. You know, the more minutes you can get him out there, 
you know, the more physicality you're going to have. He's a big, strong young man. So uh, I agree with you. The team agrees with you, Kenny, and that's something certainly that they're striving for and know that they're going to need should they be able to take it to that next level. John Michael, our guest, TV voice of the Cavaliers, and you hear him calling games with <laughs> Austin Carr. Well, you know, it's just one of them things. Brad Doherty, and I don't do a Mike Fratello, but you're doing it with three different guys, sometimes individually, sometimes it's a group of you guys. How much fun are you having as a play-by-play guy working with a former Cavs coach, a former Cavs all-star center, and uh, Mr. Cavalier, Austin Carr? Well, I'm always having fun, and, and, and Austin and I, of course, go way back. I mean, Austin and I have been buddies since way before we ever started working together, and you know how I feel about him. I love the man. He's like family to me, and uh, you know, he's always been special. I've always loved working with him. I still love working with him. It's also been nice to get to know Brad and Mike a little bit better over the last couple of seasons as well, and it, we're so lucky here in Cleveland, Ken, that you know, all three of those guys not only are, are terrific analysts and know the game so well and, and know it in different areas you know know it a little bit differently their areas of expertise but also that they're just such great humans you know they're authentic guys who who you want to share the game with you know who you want there when you're watching at night in my opinion so it's it's been nice you know i i really like all three guys like i said austin and i go way back we're family so it's been uh, it's been enjoy- enjoyable it's always enjoyable and and being able to call some winning basketball over the last couple of years hasn't hurt either Kenny, really nice impersonations of uh, Brad Doherty and AC. Would you like to tell Jay Mike what he might be missing if he goes to the game tonight? What's coming up on TNT after the game? Coming up on TNT tonight, uh, Jay Mike, we've got a Charles Bronson marathon. <laughs> Death Wish 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Watch Charles Bronson kill 30 people. You're going to miss all this, Jay Mike. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, yeah, I won't be able to tune in tonight. <laughs> You're going to miss out on the best part. It's after the game when Chuck and the guys are done. It's Death Wish 1 through 5, thanks to Skip Carey uh, laying it out there for us and everything. Uh, Jay, Mike, hey, this team, uh, real quick before we let you go, as you said, they're third in the East right now. From what you've seen, and what you saw last year, which was a play-in team due to the injuries, if they can get the right guys healthy, meaning Allen back and the starters stay healthy and eventually Rubio, are you expecting this team to be one of the top six in the East and be a playoff team this year? I do, Kenny, but I don't think I don't think it's a, it's a given. They really have to play to get there. I mean, yeah. you look up and down that East, and it's it's loaded. You know, and, and you look down below the. You know, below the, not necessarily the Mendoza line, but you look down a little bit lower, and there are teams looming down there like Miami that you know are going to surge. Same out west. You know, Golden State's not going to sit between 7th and 10th forever. You know, when you're trying to handicap who's going to finish top six, who's going to be safe, who's going to do what. So when you look at those standings, you know, consider the long-term ranges for some of these teams, and there are going to be teams charging and charging hard. So, just because you were sitting third now, you know, at the quarter pole of the season doesn't mean you can take the foot off the accelerator. I mean, and even look back to last season. Now, last season was marred by the loss of Jared Allen for the last 17 games. But, you know, with two months left, the Cavs were sitting top three, you know, and ended up being on the outside looking into those top six. So that's something that they – I mean, they knew it last year. that you, you know, they were just struggling with the injuries and everything else. But – you will have to continue to battle. You will need to continue to pick up wins. And I'm telling you, it, it almost sounds silly. I'm talking about games two through nine. 
weekend in JT, but that eight-game winning streak is huge, right? Yeah. Just to put those wins in your back pocket and sit there and now, you know, going through some struggles. We've seen the Cavs not play their best basketball away from home, something they're going to need to work through, and it's just nice to have piled up some victories. They're going to have to find more streaks like that. They're going to have to keep winning to earn a top-six spot at the end of this season. Well, let's hope the Cavaliers can get another one tonight and sweep the season series. I don't think that's ever happened with a LeBron James non-Cavalier team, right? So if they win tonight, they sweep the GOAT, and they beat the GOAT last week in Tom Brady, too. So they're taking care of the GOATs this season, Jay Mike. <laughs> it's a big week. I like it. I like where your head is right now. Hey, Jay, Mike, we appreciate the time. Enjoy the game tonight as a fan with the family. Keep up the fantastic work on uh, Bally Sports Cleveland, and we'll talk to you again down the road, all right, bud? Hey, appreciate the kind words, guys. Always fun. Catch it up. You take care. The smartest man I know right there, John Michael, former lawyer. No, he's always a lawyer, but he just happens to be the play-by-play voice of your Cleveland Cavaliers as well. His thoughts on what he's seen so far and what lies ahead for the Cavaliers.